Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to From Dial Square to Where, very special edition tonight. Um, very, well, absolutely delighted to have for a second time Bernard Butler with us tonight. How are you, Bernard? Good, very good, Andrew. How are you? 
Yeah, not too bad at all, thank you. Good. I'm going to, um, I just can't believe this. My door is being knocked as we speak. <laughs> so bear with me one second. I'll let you, uh, I'll hand over to my co-host. Should we just, so we, we just deal with this ourselves then? Yeah, no, no, I'll be yeah. one second. You, you, carry, you carry on for a second, chappers. Well, well, this is quite a new one for me, actually, Bernard. I, I literally only started uh, co-hosting like last week, and here I am in at the deep end. But why not? A anyway, welcome, Bernard. Uh, I am Chappers. You are Bernard. Um, so um, obviously, we've got you on here because you're a, a, a massive Arsenal fan. I am. Yeah. I, I absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh... yeah. Um, I, actually, uh, uh, yeah. So I suppose we can kick off just sort of by oh, saying, you know, when, when did you first Probably. start in Arsenal? I mean, this is we went through this act with Andrew. I'm kind of a, a last time. Uh, this this my story. My story is I'm I'm a bit of a uh, the Ronnie. I'm the kind of the embarrassing Ronnie Wood of Arsenal fans, <laughs> which is uh, it feels, feels a bit un, unfair these days because it's. Um, uh, because it's, uh, it's it's we've now been at uh, the new place uh, quite a long time, but um, yeah, I mean, basically, I'm I'm a sort of Invincibles onwards fan. Uh, somebody, I mean, my story is when I was growing up, I was a QPR fan. Actually, I was brought up a QPR fan till I was till I was ten years old. Got brought to the FA Cup final for my birthday, and guess what happened? It was just the worst football match of the of the history of all <laughs> football, um, and uh, it was the horrible spuds there as well. And uh, they beat us in the in the replay. And and basically, I, about a week later, it feels like that I discovered the guitar and just gave up football after that totally. And uh, I mean, music took over my life completely until I had kids, basically again. And then it was just you know where we live. We live in North London, uh, not far from the Emirates. And um, it was just a case of, yeah, when are we, when are we going to Arsenal? And I'm like, okay, we're going to football now again. Okay, I can get the hang of this. And then it was around that time and uh, going, moving up to the Emirates. And uh, so, I mean, long story short, we've been season ticket holders at, uh, for 10 years. Yeah, just over 10, actually about 12 years now at the Emirates. Um, so not counting this year. So that's my story there. There's plenty, it feels like there's plenty of history there where my kids have grown up through and through. But I've got the I've got a bit of a blotch. I mean, in a way, I think it's a quite for me. I think it's quite a nice thing, and and for them as well, actually. I mean, they've never seen Arsenal win the league. They've never seen those kind of moments that that you know the nostalgists um, will will talk about. And and in a way, that's a, it's a really nice, refreshing perspective, you know, for young for people of that age and that generation. It's um, you know the FA Cup meant the world, um, all of them, the last uh, few years. Yeah. And uh, everything is onwards and upwards, and and you do. I do meet a lot of people um, who are, you know, who are sort of too died in the wall to to understand that feeling of how football has changed, and 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 that um, uh, when things happen that are great, um, as as they may have happened two days ago, possibly we'll wait and see. Um, but um, when those things happen, they're they're genuinely exciting rather than just talking, oh, well, why aren't we be winning the league anymore or something? So that's the kind of story there, yeah. Have you um, been getting sort of uh, quite excited about the, the, the whole transfer? Have you, have you been... Uh, it's just hilarious, really. I'll I tell you what, I, I tell you what, I was teaching on... Um, I teach uh, in university as lecturer one day on my Mondays, and um, I knew this. My 18-year-old my would be just all day texting me, glued to you know <laughs> glued to twitter or whatever 
And it's just really funny. I came home. I got. I didn't go home to about to about nine, half nine on Monday night, by which time I'd had this deluge of it's happening, this kind of stuff, mm. you know. And I'm getting sent these texts from, these tweets from, I'm like, who the hell is this? I mean, this is in Arabic. I'm reading a text <laughs> in Arabic. Mm. This is a problem. He's like, no, no. He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly who. But I'm like, mm. Rory, just let's step back from this a second. This is completely absurd what we're doing here. So by <laughs> the time I'd got home, I was reading texts in uh, tweets in Arabic um and uh, looking at my favorite bit was when there was a photo of two men from behind walking through a revolving door with the caption that they are on their way with the release course right now look this picture proves it and i'm like <laughs> this is yeah. two this is two human beings that they look like they're going into tesco's or something. <laughs> yeah. like, what what has happened to us that we're doing this we're glued to arabic tweets <laughs> and a oh, picture of two two blokes so it, I, I find that side of it just really funny actually yeah but it's really got <laughs> next level hasn't it completely next level i mean you know if you've yeah. got it 10 years ago then 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 you know what's happening now is something something else you know all the detective work that goes on and, and all the rest of it you know it's yeah it's I, I i actually uh, the college i'm at is um is uh for my share for my sins is right next to stamford bridge actually and um so i cycled past stamford bridge on the way home last night and i did on, on monday night at, at about eight o'clock and i glanced in and there wasn't a soul inside there was no fans outside no sky cameras there or anything nah. you know it kind of that that side of it has changed it's all switched to arabic tweets and the hazy pictures <laughs> of, of uh, strange blokes <laughs> unidentified it was the uh, famous dildo man um, that was on Sky that time. Do you remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. him that's put an end to all of that, you know, crowds outside the stadium. I know. Well, well, it wouldn't happen this year anyway, unfortunately, because of what you think is going on. But that was a shame that was. Well, it's hilarious, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who was the player now that was um... – he was one of those players. There was a bunch of players. Darren Bent was another one of them who was constantly turning up in a helicopter somewhere, you know, oh. constantly another club. And there was a guy on his way to QPR, and then he couldn't get in what or something. Fun, the was that Odin Wingy? Yeah. Um, what was Odin Wingy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't get in. <laughs> the same thing was um, happening. I love all that. To, um, oh, what's his name? Um, uh, the Leon guy, Memphis Depay. It, 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 nearly the same thing happened to him. He was supposed time. to be going to Barcelona, and he he right. got uh, he was literally got into his car, went to the airport, was waiting outside the plane, just waiting with his phone in his hand for the the go ahead to actually get on the plane and go to Barcelona. He was just waiting there for hours, apparently. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 like a proper event now, isn't it? The transfer mm -hmm. deadline day. I'm surprised that. Um, the card shops haven't got cards printed already now for mm. deadline day. I hope your team gets everything you want and all that. Congratulations on your signing. I know. I should, I, uh, that's actually copyrighted, that idea. But, sorry, <laughs> <you know that. laughs> but yeah, it's great to have you on again, as I say. Um, but we'll go through, obviously, the, the signings and everything like that and, uh, you know, at the party time, as everyone keeps saying, that's going to be really annoying after a day or two, isn't it? Or yeah, yeah. But uh, let's have a chat, just a quick bit more of a chat about yourself, uh, Bernard, because I mean, I'm a, I'm a lad 
of the of the nineties. I think that's my era, very much so. And um, I grew up from throughout the nineties. I did. I, I've said this a few times on the show, but I, I don't think there was ever a month went past when I didn't go to at least a couple of gigs. Um, but you know, throughout the that that period of my life, and um, like pretty much like yourself, you know, football is a big part of my life, but music is is equally so to me as well. And um, I mean, Suede were just absolutely incredible. And um, I mean, the debut album, especially, really sort of hit home, you know, at, with Metal Mickey, and uh, that was the first single, I think, wasn't it? Metal Mickey, off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, I think Drowners was first, wasn't it? Drowners, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes. And then, yeah. And then uh, Animal Nitrate, of course, what a fantastic song. And uh, Richard in the chat there has put Animal Nitrate's one of his favourite singles of all time. Um, Thanks, Richard. When you were, when you were, can I, actually, can I ask a question about Brett? He won't be watching this, will he? Will he? Just to see whether there's some bit of gossip was true or not from the 90s. Is that all right? I can't, I can't guarantee I'll tell the truth about anything. I'll make up a lie happily. I heard that Damon Alban, obviously from Blur, um, took away um, is it Louise White? Wait, no, no, Justine, Justine Bridgman. I heard that Damon stole her from Brett. Is that true? Oh. Well, I wasn't there. I didn't see it. As I'll, I'll be arsen for you, and uh, I, I didn't see it at the time. I didn't see I saw, it. Yeah, yeah, okay. nothing that I saw. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't want to get involved in that that's for sure. That's fine. Oh, that's fine. I just. I always wanted to know whether that was true or not. But I absolutely well, no problem at all. <laughs> there was some, there was there was spats every week in so I've always bought things like NME and all, well all the magazines really the music magazines select and all that sort of stuff at the time and there's every week there was a there's some kind of spat at that time in that sort of um, mm. musical genre of all the Britpop um, bands obviously Blur Oasis all that sort of stuff but yeah that was one I remember that being a a bit of a, a rumor at the time that was all. I think with 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 music, um, obviously you have that layer of, of fandom, you know, mm. and um, where 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 things are spoken about, and um, you know, it's, it's too complicated as everything. They're too complicated to explain. But if you think about the the football analogy, if you think about a lot of the reasons we 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 have problems working out why decisions are made, why didn't we buy that player, you know, why did what happened there, why what what why Mesut Ozil this? Why Mesut Ozil that? Why Mesut Ozil everything? What? Just why? You know, all these things we we just simply don't know. And um, a lot of the time, I mean, well, Arsene has his book coming out quite soon, doesn't he? And I mean, I think I think we have to think about is an awful lot of those questions we we were thinking about five years ago or somewhere on some terrible afternoon in Stoke or something, and and um, just thinking why? Why did that happen? Why didn't we? do this, why didn't we buy this player, why didn't we buy Shabby Alonso at the time or something like that, you know, why did we sell Van Persie, et cetera, you know, I think you, you, it takes some time to find out the truth and uh, I mean the biggest one at the moment is obviously Ozil, you know, where there's so much there that, that to talk about, to, to make conjecture about, I honestly don't think any of us, I haven't heard anybody, um, any pundit 
or any podcast or, or anything have any reasonable explanations for anything. I think everyone just quite at the moment just wants to turn it off, quite frankly, until he does something again, which puts himself in the spotlight. But I mean, there's a real analogy there with, with, with the way it works in, in music and, and lots of those areas that, that, that it, things seem very simplistic on the surface. You know, sometimes, and they're very—they make simplistic stories that you know are, are good for fans. But yeah. I think the truths are always just a bit more complex. You know, like most like most of our lives, you know, they're they're in reality a bit more complex, and there's more to it. And with time, you know, the perspective of time, you know, puts a different slant from every, from all sides. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, Richard, uh, sorry, Richard in the chat. Uh, thanks for watching, Richard. He's a, uh, the one I mentioned earlier. is a big fan. He's asked the question: um, What the sort of real reason behind you leaving Suede, and whether you still have any contact with them at all? Um, uh, do you know what? Again, it is twenty six years ago, and you know what? It's exactly what I just said, Richard, a minute ago about you know. Yeah, things happen and there's a conjecture at the time and then actually time gives a completely different perspective on, on everything. Mm. On uh, I could probably make up completely, if I were to tell you now, we'd have to sit down, quite frankly, for the night and I'd probably still not <laughs> be able to do anything. I don't know, things happen. I mean, for me, in my life, uh, you know, uh, as 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 with any way, football analogies again, you know, you, 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 you step, you have to go forward all the time and uh, mm -hmm. what I do now honestly I've made hundreds of records since that time I've Absolutely. got a record out at the moment mm -hmm. I've, I wrote a song with, I wrote a song with somebody this afternoon that's my kind of life what my life is I've written an album in the lockdown period I'm uh, you know uh, I mean it's there's so so much work going on since that time it's lovely that people look at it in an, uh, as part of their life um, but in reality, it's it, it's really not my life at all. You know, it really hasn't been for 25, for a whole quarter of a century. So if you yeah, imagine putting yeah. that that period of anybody else's life together, what you've done and what's happened in that in the interim, it's it's probably mind blowing. You know, to Absolutely. think. So, um, I mean, so I do. Sorry, go on. So, I was going to say you've worked with so many, you know. Uh, big stars and produce, produce the records with them through, throughout the years. And who would you say is the biggest highlight you've actually worked with them for? Or maybe also, if you can add an extra sub-question onto it, who have you worked with that maybe you thought you wouldn't really have any kind of connection with, but who's turned out to be completely different than, than you expected as well? Because that must happen well, quite a lot. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't, I try and avoid invitations that I don't think are going to be good, that people I like, you know, there's something yeah, I like. Yeah. So, so it doesn't really happen that way, you know, that I'm surprised. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly always thrilled when everything I do, and again, this is going to sound like such a cop out, but, but every time I do something, it's, I'm looking for the thrill, you know. So this, this afternoon, I was writing a song with somebody uh, who I'm not going to mention, but uh, it's actually an artist who, um, who uh, I, I'm friends with actually, strangely, um, but somebody who I who whose records I listened to when I was a teenager, and uh, I've ended up living near, and we ended up writing a song this afternoon, and so that's a huge thrill for me. Um, yeah. But uh, I, at the same time, um, 
you know, it could be writing a song with, with a new artist, uh, with a new artist uh, a couple of weeks ago that I wrote a song with. And, and I'm, I'm always, I'm, I'm desperately looking for the thrill, you know, of mm. something new. That's what I love about it. It's a huge, writing a song is a hugely mm. thrilling moment of expectation. And you're, you're, it's all about, you meet somebody, quite often they're complete strangers. Um, it, it, with strangers, it's, if you're not doing something, talking, having conversation very quickly, it's really awkward, you know, it's, uh, and you have to try and get into somebody's life very quickly and start trying to translate that and trying to interpret that into, into a musical story, mm. you know, and often that can be very personal uh, process and a very intense process. And it can be, you know, three or four hours that, that you come out of it and you feel like you've just been, oh, you know, uh, pull through a washing machine or something but, um, <laughs> but the, uh, the 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 thrill of it the the reward of it is 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 huge you know i'm i'm very passionate about the power of pop music and the power of song to affect people's lives um the, uh, I, I can hear it from obviously because you two guys and the people watching um uh, all love them love music and and all have your own stories of being affected by music whatever you do and so yeah. that that always convinces me just like me that um it has a huge power and a role to play in all of our lives you know and, and it can it can do something great for us all you know give us great memories and you know uh so uh, i'm really privileged i've always thought i'm privileged to be part of that process to have the opportunity uh, and, and if all I did was to say, well, I did one of those 25 years ago, can't you just listen to that again? I'd, I, I wouldn't feel good about myself. Mm. So I, 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 you know, I promised myself when I was a kid, I'd never be that guy in the pub going on about the old days. You know what I mean? You know, the, the, you know, the old, the old rocker in the corner of the pub. Still got his, still got his left. At the end no, of the bar, on, on the stool. I promised myself I'd never be that old geezer who you thought was good for a story and then you just went away and said, what a sad bastard, you know. And um, I, I, just ne I always promised myself I'd never be that, you know. Um, so that's why, and I love teaching as well. I teach, to, to, I teach uh, lecture songwriting all day on a Monday to young people. And I hear songs, I expect to hear songs every Monday that, that I love from complete new creatures. So... That's the exciting thing for me. Another football analogy, you know, where you, where it's, how, what a thrill it is when we saw Gabriel Martinelli last season. Who, oh, no, yeah. nobody, nobody knew who he was out of, out of the blue, suddenly thrown the pitch and he scored that goal at Chelsea. And we were all just like, oh my God, that's kind of, listen, we expect it of Abami. We love Ober and we, we want him to do that, but we kind of expect it as well, don't we? Yeah. We're going to expect, we're gonna expect cool. a lot from party, but when you see a Martinelli come through, Osaka, you know, Bukayo Saka, when he come, came through, you just thought, wow, that's, those, those kind of thrills are, uh, are really, um, I think they're the great things in life, you know, the unexpected. Um, so um, That's the best yeah. part about well, uh, following Arsenal for me is when the youngsters come through and you see them, the, your own academy prospect. It's like, it's like you're tending to a garden and all your, your, your seeds are starting to sprout and you know, you're the mm -hmm. one that after them and they're growing under your mm. guidance and it's just that I feel like that about the young players and I can't wait to see um, hopefully you'll get some minutes this season um, Emil Smith-Rowe I can't wait to see him in the, in, in the yeah. team uh, maybe really Balogun as well yeah, mm. yeah definitely yeah, maybe, maybe he might get a, get some minutes um, this year as well yeah I, it's, it's a little bit harking Harking a little bit back to, um, you know, when Arsene had, when we didn't have any money and Arsene had uh, Project Youth, you know, and um, 
and you had all the youngsters coming through then. Uh, and the, you know, it's very, it, yeah, it's, there's echoes of that for sure. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a great segue actually onto the Arsene point, and you mentioned it earlier, Bernard, about his book coming out. Yeah, and uh, I had there, someone put um, a link to some interviews with Arsene Wenger that's upcoming on the obviously being streamed live because of the situation now. And uh, I've booked tickets for, well, there was three actually. I, I've got two booked already. One's on the 12th and one's on the 14th, like an audience with Arsene Wenger. Wow. Um, and I can't wait. They're an hour each. And, uh, I, you know what, if I could sit down and chat to, you know, anyone, he's got to be right up there with for the person you want to have a chat to. Um, but do you, what do you think about this book that's coming out? Do you, do you honestly think that with his character, the way he is and how he's such a gentleman and so loyal to, you know, the club, do you, do you think we're going to get much out of the book, Bernard? I, I expect anybody who's that intelligent to give you a good story. You know, yeah. you need to, and you need to interpret that. I, again, it, going back, if I was, you know, in his position, obviously you'd be thinking twice about everything you say. I think he's a very, very honest and dignified guy. I've got huge respect for him, um, and I've got a huge fascination with him. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like you, I, I can't wait to, to read that. And, and to, I love hearing him talk. Any interview, I, I, I still yeah. love. Hang on, him, you know, uh, compared to an awful lot of football people that I just really don't give a damn about, if I'm honest, you know, hearing about. Um, so whether he tell, whether you're expecting the full story, you know, scandal and, st and stuff, I, I don't know. I just think he'll probably just give you a story that's, that's in, interesting and intelligent. I'd be really shocked if, if, if he didn't give you something that um, – I guess it's, you know, come on, lots of football biographies are, are fairly for the fan and that's all. And um, Ray Parler's one, I absolutely love. I mean, you can read yeah. it in an afternoon. It's most ridiculous though, the story. I don't, I'm listening I don't... to the audio version of that at the moment, actually. <laughs> right. I, I mean, that's just, that's just brilliant stuff to read on a train journey and, and, yeah. and, and just laugh your head off and, and to re regurgitate the, the ridiculous yeah. stories and stuff. But I expect our sense to be something that goes a little bit beyond football. So... Um, that's Definitely. that's what I'd expect from it. Something that's just not just about football, and um, um, yeah, can't wait for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it myself as well. I don't, I don't think he's um, he's not really a, a warts and all sensationalist guy, is he? Um, like you say, Bernard, he, he he will give us a story and he will tell us things that we we haven't heard before. But uh, he's he's not the he's not the the kind of guy to be salacious and and tell those stories from the gutter and you know and also he'll want to protect a few people's um, reputations as well even if perhaps some people don't reputation don't necessarily deserve protecting. <laughs> no, absolutely. This is uh, another question that's popped up, uh, Bernard, uh, from Steep. Thanks for watching. Hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, what's happened with your collaboration with Ben Watt, Bernard? Um, no, well, nothing's happened with it, but um, I did, we did two records together. Well, mm. I mean, not together. It's Ben's records. I just played guitar on it. Um, and for the third record, he didn't want to have guitar. <laughs> so right. He just he told me that about six months before he before he made it. He said, "Listen, I'm just not going to do have guitar." And I was like, "All right, cool. okay." 
That's the way it goes. It's fine. You know, when you, you, you don't expect to manage a club forever, do you? Every manager knows they're going to be sacked. <laughs> that's the one thing that's ever going to happen. And uh, I really like that to record producers as well and uh, musicians. It's, you, you know, however good what you've done is, you're going to be fired sooner or later. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got but, any upcoming uh, work that you can actually discuss with us at the moment? Or I've got a record out next Friday um, with my name on it. It's the first record that's had my name on it for twenty Brilliant. odd years, and it's with uh, it's uh, the, with a lady called Catherine Ann Davies, the great uh, uh, writer I collaborated with. Spent a long time working on this record, um, and it was kind of largely ignored until somebody heard it by accident and just really wanted to put it out. Um, so uh, that's been a real joy. It's something that's, that's happened kind of in the lockdown period. We've been finishing and, and promoting and trying to get out, and it's finally coming out um, next Friday. So that'll be yeah. available. So, I tried yeah, to check, check that out. I tried to pre-order one of the one thousand editions, oh. and it, it, it said it was all sold out. Unfortunately, yeah, it's, uh, the, I think the last the, there's going to be some more coming on sale now. So, um, but yeah, it sold out as a pre-order, which is amazing because it's uh, it's uh, you know it's tough. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough oh, to let people know what you're doing, and you know to get records to get audiences. So. I've got that going on and I've been doing writing with lots of people. I've got a bit of kind of fairly big project, which is happening, which has evolved over lockdown period, the summer, and uh, which is uh, quite exciting for me. Uh, wrote a song today with somebody who I love. Um, mm. I'm making my own record, which I'm going to be doing uh, at some point within the next five years. <laughs> but I'm, work <laughs> I'm working very slowly on a, on my own uh, my first solo record and that will be my first solo record in 20, 20 years. So, um, so all, all of that together. Yeah. Is, is, I mean, yeah looking I'm, forward to I'm that. busy, busy. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, let's move on then because I know that you haven't got too much longer left. Let's have a quick chat about the, uh, the season so far and obviously the players that we've brought in. I mean, it's very exciting. We're uh, getting Thomas party and we all hope that, He's going to be the new Patrick Vieira that we've been missing for the last 15 years. Uh, he certainly looks the part, doesn't he? He looks like a tough character. He looks mm. strong, physical, athletic, all that kind of stuff. Um, he looks, I mean, look, put it this way. It, it, again, it goes back to deadline day where everyone's certain of all these players and listing off the 5,000 players that we're supposed to be signing. And I step back and say, honestly, how many people, how many of these of you actually watched kick a ball apart yeah, from on yeah. apart from on youtube for that free kick or that tackle that your mate sent you or something be honest about this come on so with party there is a bit more i mean we've all seen a bit more of him um with uh let's go um i mean i i, I say that i say this about him i haven't read a bad word i mean i haven't heard any no. skepticism at all which is quite encouraging yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of the um, Arscast and the Arsenal Vision podcast. I guess, I guess we're all yeah. listening to those things, and they're fantastic. Those guys, what they do, and as well, and um, all that kind of community of podcasters uh, and the analysis you get. Oh, as well, of course. You know, it goes without saying. Exactly. You know, we're all together. I think that <laughs> these all well, all of these things together, I think, are, are great. You know, when you, when you get this. Um, uh, so I listen to lots of them, and um, I think one thing that comes out of it is that uh, somebody did mention on one of the pods this week, uh, which is just that this can't fail. Actually, it's a big money thing. Mm -hmm. He's mm -hmm. he's at a certain age. It's very mm -hmm. scouted. They've wanted him for a long time. 
Uh, they've, they've admitted they've been looking at him for years, that party's been uh, wanted to come for several years as well. And it's all been about the timing, the money and all that kind of stuff. And um, so it feels like it doesn't look like this one, sh that no one, you could, it can't go wrong, basically. You know, no. I, I don't want it to go wrong, you know. And it, 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 like the, 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 the sort of guy that will just slot straight in, because he's so experienced as well, isn't he? And mature, but he's not, he's still at a great age, isn't he? He's right in the middle of his sort of prime, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it, it, sometimes it can be frustrating when you hear about the, the, the great player we're getting. Salibar is, for example, is the one where we waited so long for that to happen and then, oh, he's not ready. And so that's, mm. that's going to take a bit longer. Gabriel seems to have just by, by accident been slotted great. in, actually. I'm that's not sure great. if he was in, intended yeah. to slot in so quickly. It feels like he's what happened there. It's David Luiz, wasn't it, getting injured that he got thrown in, Gabriel. And, um, and he's yeah. now kind of, has to has to start every game, so that's been that's great, but that that's pretty rare, isn't it? Um, with us, it feels like there's a, um, there's a sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying there's a comment here that says a spine. Now this is from one of my my friends <laughs> uh, who's who mentioned mentioned it a bit in the in the in our little group chat, um, but I think there's something that we have lacked both sort of uh, figuratively and uh, actually as well you know uh is a, a proper spine you know a world-class spine if you like um but when you know when we've got leno and we've got uh gabriel uh and then party in the midfield and over up top that is a real yeah connected spine you know and something something to get quite excited about i think um Definitely. i mean he got, he got some assurances uh, as well from arteta that he was a, you know, he was able to express himself a little bit more creatively and offensively, and, and had sort of said that he was, uh, you know, being not being used um, exactly how you know he, he wanted to be by uh, Simeone, and that he want you know had more to give really. Ooh. So um, yeah, I'm 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 quite excited about, it. and you're absolutely right. You know, it does need to it does need to work, and he does need to hit hit the ground running, much in the same way as Gabriel, really. We also <laughs> bought uh, a couple of youngsters. We bought um, which went really under the radar. One of them sounds quite exciting. Got the an 18 year old Swedish centre forward who's six foot four, and apparently when he was. Um, he was at uh, Bologna for a little while in Italy in their academy, and uh, he was being very widely touted because of his stature and style of play as the new Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So that might be quite good. He's gone straight into the under-23s, and we've got a winger, a really highly rated winger from Ajax as well. So that, that's quite good that we, because we've taken so many out of the under-23s and put them into the main first-team squad, we were looking a bit short there, so we've uh, we've actually been sort of uh, building up the under twenty three academy squad with some incomings as well, which is quite positive, really. And the Brexit factor with that as well, um, uh, mm. in that it will be quite difficult to get those players from from those clubs uh, with with Brexit coming along. It's certainly going to be a lot lot harder. I don't really know all of the ins and outs of it, yeah, but. I certainly know that it will be a lot, lot more difficult for us to kind of make those deals. So yeah, they've been quite savvy in that sense, haven't they? Really? 
They have, yeah, absolutely. And what, what do you think so far, um, just before you go then, uh, Bernard, about the season so far, we're four games in, in the league, um, and we're doing pretty well, really, aren't we? I mean, the Liverpool game, I think, could have gone uh, you know, totally different if uh, they had the player sent off in the first couple of minutes. But, yeah, it's looked all right so far. What, what have you thought? It feels like there's a personality shift. And that that's the major thing that if Arteta hasn't had the players that he wants so far, and let's face it, I don't think even with Partey and Gabriel, he's got the full picture. I think he's still pulling in players that he likes, but still working with what he's got. And that's going to go on for a while. Um, but I think where, where he's obviously, uh, were Benga right, you know, that's, uh, you know, it's got to be the comparison is the intelligence to be able to work with personality, work with, uh, expect people to be intelligent and to work in an intelligent way, um, with him. And I think those are the kind of players that he goes for and he likes, um, he has an understanding with that are adaptable and uh, and work and understand that 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 mentality so i think it's a lot to do with mentality and it feels like um if all of the football isn't quite there i don't think we're playing football that he ultimately wants us to play but he's he no. feels like he's he's showing the players a way that they can win uh, with what they've got and what he's got by using mentality and i think that's really super clever because it feels like that when he has got what he wants yeah, you know that that's really exciting. Yeah, I I love him. I every word that comes out of his mouth, it's it's great. You know, and I I think he's such a genuine guy, very much so as well. I don't think he says things as it as it is and uh, expects the same in return. And I love the fact that the exiled players. Uh, such as Gwendouzi and Ozil, they're not going to be let back in just because he's going to be short of players or whatever. It's down to his standards yeah. being met. And if mm. he if he goes back on it like Unai Emery did, then it just weakens his position. And he, he's not the type of guy to do that. And with regards to the signing of Partey, I, I heard very strongly that it was down to a call put straight into the Cronkies from Arteta and said, I need these, I need this guy, I need this money. And they, they said, okay. And they released the fund. Yeah. So yeah, we need, you need to respect that we've got somebody who, who has, who has an influence from who they are as a, as a person, personality, you know, not just somebody slapping money down or, sh- or shouting abuse for players in the dressing room. It's using their influence. So, and, and that will create, um, uh, the same kind of influence over future yeah. players. People, people want to play with Arteta, and I think we should really acknowledge how lucky we are to have this guy. Because mm. I, I just think in five years he'll be hugely sought after from oh, from other clubs, you know. And, and that's something that we'll have to deal with as well. Just just in the same way that Bukayo Saka hopefully will be hugely sought after in two years' time as well, and um, because of their development. So I think that um, yeah, we should we should realize how. Uh, charmed we are to have one of those characters now because they're you know they're few and far between. Obviously, Guardiola is an obvious one, and um, but you know I don't think anybody would, would uh, you know any Tottenham fan, for example, would would uh, would not rather have Arteta leading what they've no. got. Surely you've got no. to. You've, I don't know, Ed, and I know I live in North London. I know lots of my friends are Tottenham fans, and and you know, we talk about these things, and you know they they're all just like coping. 
It's a coping mm. strategy, Mourinho, over there. That's all. Just, they're just getting on, getting on with it. And if he wins something, it's great. But nobody's really convinced. But everyone would love to have, uh, you know, just like we, two years ago, we all wanted to have Guardiola with us and uh, or whoever. You know, someone inspiring and progressive and modern and intelligent. Mm. Because that's what, that's what you expect from a game that's got so much money in it, so much at stake. Um, that's what we expect from the modern game. I, I genuinely would not swap him for anyone in in world football. I, I just and I think you're being a bit. Um, what's the word? When you say that he's going to be sought after in five years, I think it's going to be a lot quicker than that. I mm. think people are already taking notice. And what I'm more worried about more than anything is that Guardiola is not going to be. I don't think he's going to be at City more than maybe this season. Um, he's never stayed anywhere this mm. long. Before and I think that when yeah. he does eventually move on, they're going to be after him. I'm sure because yeah. they they haven't been the same team since he left. Genuinely, if you look at all mm. the results and the way that Guardiola acts as well, he's he's just been a different person. And mm. when we beat them at the end of last, in the semi final of the FA Cup. He just looked like a broken man on the sidelines. Next, and if, and if you know, my most worrying thing is that if you notice how Mikel is starting to wear those weird woolly hooded tops, you know, those kind of <laughs> yeah. things that are like, they're like half a, half yeah. a hoodie, but half a jumper, which I can never understand Guardiola was wearing. And now Arteta started wearing them a little yeah. bit, you know, so that's my, my only bit of caution. The hell well, maybe, maybe he was copying Arteta. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's something going on there, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, listen, guys, I've got, to, I've got to walk the dog. Um, no problem. Before you go, before you yeah. go Bernie, I've yeah. got one final question that I really, really yeah. need to ask you. Um, so regular listeners of this podcast will know that I'm a little bit obsessed with uh, the, the Arsenal players, Barnets. Um, you know, I, I like a good, a good Barnet <laughs> on our players. It has to be said. Um, I have noticed, Bernard, that your Barnet's looking pretty fabulous tonight, sir. And I need to know what the secret is. What is the uh, what is your hair care regimen, sir? Hair care. I mean, you'd be disgusted. I am, <laughs> you know. So nothing at all. You know, no product, no product. <laughs> less, no products, guys. That's the that's the trick. Oh, that's nothing the thing. All. How yeah. dare you? Oh, very just, you, know what? you know, I had a really bad haircut about a year ago and it was really frustrated me because I went to Barber's and it was right before I was having my picture taken. You know, I know, if I know I'm having my picture taken, I always can't, you can't resist. You better get, you know, have a haircut, you know, and you, and it always goes wrong. I don't know why I do it. It always goes wrong. <laughs> and then you always feel like a tit just sitting there and you know the photos are going to be crap. So it really annoyed me, this thing. And I thought, right, that's it. I'm not cutting my hair braided. So I haven't cut my hair since that. So, uh, and you know what? Life is much easier. So that's probably <laughs> that's a tip. Yeah, as long as we don't get into well, Hector's not too bad at the moment. He's been some, through some worrying yeah. styles. Uh, Sabaros is go- so Danny Sabaros is going for the, the, the you know, the, the hairband thing, isn't he? Which is. Parte is pretty cool. It's pretty cool, yeah. Do, do, yeah. do you know what? Yeah. I think the, wor- just the worst one is Theo Walcott. Who's just gone back oh, to Southampton? Oh, His no, hair now. What the hell no, is he doing? No, What's he doing? Theo, come on, come he on. He needs Theo. to shave that off. No, 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 no. Ponytail. 
Oh, somebody's just going to run up to him, be in the penalty area, and just be pulling onto that all the time. Oh. I, I would definitely be doing that at corners. I'd be just be pulling it and pulling it. The cornrows and the, leading up to the ponytails is the worst part, I think. But anyway, <laughs> Bernard, I, I really appreciate you coming on. It's, uh, Thanks, Andrew. I hope you'll come on again in the future again. I will, yeah. Lovely to meet you, yeah, Chappers. Being Andrew, an official... Take care. Official, official friend of the show, Bernard. Thank you. Thank I'm 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 honoured. Yeah, I'm honoured. Thank you. So, um, so much. Take care. Thank Have you. a great time, you guys. Yeah. See ya. And you. Bye. And you. Bye bye. See ya. Well, that was a that was a joy, wasn't it? That We're was going to carry on for a bit as long as you're all right too. So absolutely, mate. Um, just give me a second because I've I'm actually having a bit of a, an issue Ooh, with my power. Your sound. So, um, yeah, uh, one second. I might just need to. Um, Sort this out. Uh, oh, hello. Okay, then bye. Bye bye, Dev. Bye bye. I'm back. Turns out I haven't oh, turned it off. There you go. Oh, fantastic. I <laughs> know oh, it's uh, well, that was uh, yeah. I, I mean, Bernard, yeah. it's, it's, I, I wish we could have had longer, but it's just a, such a great guy. Um, really appreciate uh, him coming on. Fantastic. Um, but we, we've got a lot to discuss ourselves as well. And we've got a ton, we've got a ton to talk about, haven't we? Oh, mate, honestly. Well, first things first, the most important thing that happened a couple of days ago was um, Gunnosaurus, of course. Oh. Now, uh, do you know what? I mean, what, what Jerry Quee, is that how you say his name? Jerry Quee? Jerry Quee? Yeah, quite, quite key, quite. But I just think this is all really weird because of this uh, Mesut Ozil situation about... Um, you know, him going on to Twitter and saying that I'm going to pay for his salary if you keep him on as long as I'm with the club. Uh, I, do you, I mean, what's your initial gut feeling when you saw that? Because I, I'm, I'm really a, torn, really a torn. Little, a little, um, I, I have to say, I mean, look, I was a little cynical. Um, this, yeah. it, it's been very, very divided in our sort of group chat, if you like. Um, yeah. In our Arsenal group chat, yeah, some people have been going, well, yeah, but you know, he's a nice guy, he's a charitable, charitable guy, and you know, I do not deny that one one second. You know, he he is he has done so much work uh, for charity and so much for other people. He's a very giving guy, um, and you know, it is typical of his character. Um, but uh, you can't help, I think, that in the back of your mind as well, that you know, there's something else at play there um i know that he's his agent is is a, a fairly devious fella and recognizes an opportunity when one one presents itself and i mean it he couldn't have timed it any better really with with i think that particular day uh, the europa league squad is being announced as well um and it's like you know very 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 pointed um wording in the sense that it says as long as I'm an Arsenal player, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's hard to say. It's very hard to say. I mean, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because I think it's uh, essentially a really, really lovely, lovely gesture to make. And, you know, very, it's very on brand for him with the, with the, you know, I am 100% Arsenal. Um, but, there's just something, uh, just that lingering thought in the back of your mind that says, is this actually about you paying 
uh, Jerry's wages, or is it actually about Mesut Ozil? <laughs> well, I just think it's um, being cynical. Oh. You're right, can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, can you hear me? Right, yeah. oh, that's all right. I thought it a bit funny my end then. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I just think it's a dig at the club. And, and no matter what the gesture is, yeah, it's just uh, a way of well, it, it was embarrassing to the club. And the problem is that the, uh, it's an obvious decision at the moment. To, he's basically been put on furlough because. I mean, there's no point in having a mascot at the moment. The same as not selling hot dogs at the stadium because there's well, no one. There. Meant Ozil had been put on furlough for a minute. No, no. Well, yeah, basically, he's, <laughs> he's been, been on furlough for a long time. So. Well, absolutely. But you know, this, uh, he, us, Obviously, there's no need for him at the moment because we haven't got fans at the stadium. Sure. And I don't know. It, it, it's just the, what he put out. Is a is a huge embarrassment to the club, and it's you, no matter what the gesture is, that you, you can't get past that for me in my in my head. I, that that's just something you. It's just embarrassing, and it, it's really yeah. undermining the club. Um, yeah. For me, yeah. it's just oh, oh, it's a great promotional opportunity for him. Look at me, how nice I am. I, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, I, I haven't really got a lot against the Ozil at all. I like, I like him as a player, and he's a very, very charitable person. But yeah, I just thought he was really snidey, if I'm honest. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's I, it, it can be all of those things, can't it? You know, uh, the, the 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 debate is not as uh, black and white as as saying it was or it wasn't. You know. It could be all of those things, and it probably is. Yeah, and uh, that's that's the theatre of football for you, really, isn't it? I mean, when Bernard was talking uh, earlier, just a, about the uh, uh, the de- the whole deadline day thing and and the theatre of that, um, it it does tend to be so much more going off. Uh, um, certainly with the lack of fans about and um, yeah, empty stadiums and I guess what could be uh, maybe a, a la- not a lack of interest but le- maybe a lesser interest in football. I don't know if it's an organic thing that all of a sudden all of these theatrical things kind of keep happening. You yeah. know? Um, Tony Turner's put a few comments in and thanks ever so yeah. much for watching Tony. The first um, thing I wanted to say is, is I, 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 I was very jealous of Bernard's hair. If I could get my hair like that, I'd be, you know, and the fact that he does nothing to... Uh, well, if I could get hair, that'd be great for a start. That'd be, yeah. uh, be lovely. Mind you, I mean, I can... Oh, fuck you. Yeah. You look very blow-dried to me. His hair is lovely, isn't it? A bit like that. I was, in, you know, I was intrigued, but apparently nothing. Yeah, well, that the Sting famously uses no kind of... Um, Cosmetic products whatsoever. He stinks. Apparently, sting because he doesn't even use deodorant. He he um he won't use any kind of shampoo, deodorant, soap, anything like that. It just uses cosmic products instead, right? He just rolls in mud, I think, and and, and sand. 
you know, Rob rolls himself in, in a sand pit to clean himself, I think. Uh, um, lovely. But he licks himself, maybe. Licks himself. That's kind of on brand for him, isn't it? It's what? Sort of, licks himself. Licks that's himself. Kind of, that's kind of on brand. Yeah. Thing, isn't like it? Like He's got some kind of, you know, well, he's got some strange sexual pro proclivities, perhaps. That's I all think he, uh, they, they famously, him and his wife are into that sort of uh, tantric stuff, aren't yeah, they? You know? yes, I mean, anyway, he's also said, Tony, Stuart Robson said we should get rid of Gunnosaurus. Uh, did you hear the Stuart Robson was on with um, the Gooners podcast recently, wasn't he? Uh, the I, American Gunnosaurus. <laughs> do, you, do you listen to that at all? Uh, um, no, uh, sometimes, but um, no, I haven't. I didn't know that uh, that Stuart Robson was uh, on there. No, I uh, I really don't like Stuart Robson. Not a fan. No, he is the most arrogant. So he, he loves himself. He absolutely in 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 his world, he, he's done nothing wrong whatsoever, and he's one of the best players of all time. But yeah, I think the uh, we should get rid of him rather than Gunnosaurus. Um, Tony, personally, he's um, um, he, he just seems very, very contrary about everything. Um, you know, uh, um, not mentioning any names, but certain uh, former AFTV uh, people, <laughs> shall we yeah. say, with, with uh, uh, who have a penchant for um, uh, Datsuns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, they have. Uh, I don't know. It seems that there is whatever the kind of clubs party line is or, uh, or, or or kind of branding is if you like they always seem to deliberately buck the trend by uh, being completely and utterly contrary to what's what's being done or said um maybe just to, to get a rise or a reaction and or just to say just to let people know that actually they're still there um which is you know a shame yeah he's also um said about the Ozil uh, conversation we just had, yeah. that he wanted to the final push to not be registered with the club. Yeah, it's probably a good, probably true. You know, he's, uh, it's just so frustrating, the whole situation. But, and he's all, does Ozil get registered for the Premier League after not being registered for the Europa League group? I can't see it. I don't think he will, no. I think he's good, no. definitely, because we've got to leave out two. Um, non-homegrown players, and he he's got to be one that we're going to have to leave out. I think it's surely going to be because it's the same as the uh, Europa League squad. I think it was him and uh, Socrates, wasn't it, that were left out? And yeah. I think it'll be the same yeah. for the Premier League. Personally, um, do you think you think Socrates is going to get left out of the Premier League um, spots as well? Do you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about because we've got such a dearth of of um, central defenders, and when you look at it like that, you've got Mustafi coming back quite soon. Chambers coming back. He, I mean, Chambers is, is nearly there, isn't he? Um, so, yeah, I, I honestly can't think of of anyone else it's going to be. But then, you know, what happens with Socrates? Um, do we cancel his contract, um, and he he yeah. can join? Wherever as a free agent, or what? I mean, what, well, what goes on? In January, there's a number of players, including Ozil, who can sign pre-contract yeah. agreements with foreign clubs, and um, 
I'm just I'm sure that that will happen with Socrates personally that he will agree something with the club in January and then we will try and probably negotiate him to leave there yeah. and then yeah, yeah. rather than wait till the end of the season. Um, yeah. I'm wondering whether something similar will happen with Ozil and well, there's a few, isn't there, that um, Mustafi can Mustafi, do the same yeah. in January and uh, you know, off the top of my head, I can't, can't remember all the the other ones. Class Natch, I think he's did his contract run out. In, in I think he's got two. I think he's got two years. I can't yeah. remember. I yeah, two years left. There's a few though, isn't there? Um, on top of Socrates, Özil, and Mustafi, I think. Is Has he got a year left? No, he's got a further year after. He's got a year after, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Balogun runs out in uh, January as well, which is a yeah. shame. Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, yeah, when, when my sound went funny, I echoed for a minute, apparently, but it's okay now. Thank you for letting me know, Tony. That's appreciated. If Ozil took the 7% wage reduction for the rest, uh, same as the rest of the squad did, there would be 24 and a half grand a week available for staff. Gunasaurus was on 40 grand a year, apparently. So, it's yeah, not bad salary. That really was a not bad salary for part time job. 40 grand a year. I wouldn't sniff at that, would you? <laughs> Jeez. Yes. Uh, what, a, what an absolute guy. What an absolute guy. Um, I've got an excellent picture that my brother-in-law took of me um, at the Aston Villa game, um, the Aston Villa game where we, where we beaten three, two. Uh, and um, he's done me as a woman. So, so uh, I, it's a, <laughs> a gorgeous woman. <laughs> I might add. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, apparently Eddie Long. Well, I say apparently. I know uh, Eddie Longbridge does that, doesn't he, with the players and managers? That's really, really, uh, really, really good. Um, That's when you know you've made it is when Eddie Longbridge has turned you into a woman. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, you know, I'll, I've been wanting him to do that for ages, but I'm not going to ask him. It just seems uh, quite desperate, doesn't it? Really. Our <laughs> um, <laughs> time. Our time. Did you have your Sean Penn glasses on? Uh, Sean Penn, yes. Did you have your Sean Penn glasses on in the photo, Tony says? Uh, not at the time, but do you know what? They're around here somewhere. They're around here somewhere. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, these aren't actually the, the Sean Penns. These are the sabotage glasses, of course. Yeah, they're your um, sabotage ones, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but... Uh... Yeah, the Sean Pens are kicking around somewhere, um, but they—they right. they, like I said, they only come out for special occasions these days because I broke them. So uh, got to be careful. They cost me four pounds those glasses. Right, out of um, seventy-eight, what do you think? What what grading out of seventy-eight would you give the the transfer window then for Arsenal? I'm not doing out of 10 because everyone does that. So it's out of 78. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, that's a really good question. Um, so are we combining outgoings with incomings as well? Uh, the whole thing, the whole shebang. Oh, right, out of 78. Yeah. God, I was literally just chatting to somebody earlier about how absolutely awful I am at maths. So um, I've now got a kind of. Oh, God. All right. I'm going to go. I'm just going to pluck a number out of the air mm -hmm. and say 
45, 46. That's a bit low, isn't it? Well, out of 78, it's not, is it? Yeah, uh, it's only I, got 50%, it's just over 50%. It's just over, I would, I'm, I, or, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go about, yeah, about six, uh, about a six out of ten. About, so maybe a six and a half We're not doing out of ten. ten. We're not doing out of ten. Right, okay. Um, all right, so, all right, let's, all right, I'll go a little bit higher. 50, 51 out of 78. Okay, um, uh, uh, purely because we, uh, I, I think there was, I mean, getting rid of people like Genduzi, Socrates, um, Kalasanach, um, who else? Maybe Mustafi, as I've said Socrates, and like essentially our defenders, um, yeah, yeah, it, it's been a real slog and a real struggle, and Perhaps I know that they put a lot of a lot of their resources in, into kind of negotiating for our and trying to and negotiate for party as well. And I guess I, I so they I mean they got the Gabriel deal done nice and early. That was that was good. Uh, I would say as far as acquisitions go, we've done all right. You know the William the William one was was done fairly early as well. Yeah. Uh, but but getting them out um, was, I mean, I don't I, know. I don't know how we approach that. I don't know. I think we've been trying we, really we, hard to get them out. Honestly, I really do. But we, we played a rod for our own back. I mean, because they, they're on too much salary, and uh, they were really close to joining. I mean, Leverkusen were were a, a nano bit away from getting class snatched, but they, we couldn't come to an agreement on salary. Mm. Uh, and it collapsed on the last day, and the same with um, other deals. And you know, I think they've tried really, really hard, but it, it's a terrible market, isn't it, out there at the moment? And um, I think that out of seventy-eight, I would give the window a sixty-five. Ooh, sixty-five. That's pretty good, man. I think I think it, we did exceptionally well to do what we've done in this current climate. And great income. I, I yeah, we could have done better getting players out, but we tried and tried and tried. I, I firmly believe that. And we waited. People were going on about uh, why did we wait until the last day to get Partey and everything. The problem is, we always knew we were going to get Partey, but we were trying until the last day to get players out so that we could get. Awar as well. And the, the, the problem with Awar was his brother. Yeah. Another one of these um, agent. players right. like Nelka, who had a brother as an a, as agent. Yeah. was his brother. Same with Awar, which doesn't really excite me at all. And apparently his brother asked for a 30 million signing um, agency, agents fee. That's, that is... Insane. I mean, so uh, that, that's, that, well, that's half. The, that's half. That's half the price of the player. And the same thing. Uh, the, he, works, you know, uh, he works for the player. He doesn't work. I know. I know. Club. You know. It, it needs to be a case of if he wants the fee, he asks the player, um, and if the player deems him a useful enough agent, uh, then he'll you know he'll get what he asks for, or, or you know he'll get what he deserves anyway. 
Well, the thing is, he we won't play it, and the, and the artist has said this himself that he doesn't want to have to try and talk players into joining us. And I have been hugely put off by the fact that he's got a, his agent and his brother, and the fact that he also apparently, and I don't know this this one for fact, but apparently he had a phone call from Zidane a day or two before. Yeah. Saying that we want you, we will keep our eye on you, um, but we can't have you now. But next year, and um, he very quickly after we turned down his brother up for that thirty million uh, fee as well, and he had that phone call. Yeah, he he put the the message out that he's staying. So I, that's put me off him a lot. Now I. I don't, Tony as well. Play, they don't want to play for Arsenal and they don't want to play for Arteta. No, exactly. um, it, it's got to be a no. And, and I think Arteta would would probably, he'd ultimately go with that idea as well. Because yeah. uh, I, I, I revisited that thing. So there was, a, there was an interview that was when he was doing his, um, I think it was just as he was starting to do his coaching. And one of the, Oh yeah, yeah. One of the things he said is one of the first things that I would, uh, you know, that I would do and make sure of is that every player that that plays for me wants to give one hundred and twenty percent for me and for the team. Um, that annoys me as well. Sorry, but I, 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 you can't get more than one hundred percent. That is a huge, hugely annoying football thing for me. It is. It, well, it is. I want to give one hundred and ten percent. No, you don't. You can't. <laughs> Not possible, mate. Anyway, but, sorry, carry on. At the same time, you get you get where where Mikel was was coming from, you know. And yeah, I, I yeah. think that that is completely. Um, you can see that in the team now. And I think if there's if if he's got a doubt about a player, then it's you know it's he's not going to go for it. I think that he would have been a really useful addition to our team. I think he's got a lot of a lot of the things that um, many players in our team haven't got and, and something that our team is desperately crying out for. Um, and I think what really remains to be seen at this point is whether there are players in the team that are able to um, perform um, the kind of role that he was going to be brought in to do or if there is a way in which we can make the team work so we, we can still have that attacking output. Well, I think, you know, people won't agree with me and people will say he's too young or he's not experienced. I, I, I think we've got it in Emil Smith-Rowe. I think he'd be perfect. But with regards to the creative player, I, I still think we might do it, you know, anyway, because, I, you know, there's two more, well, not quite two more weeks, but another 10 days of the transfer market between English clubs open. You know, I, I think we might go after Ben Rama. Or, I, there have been or Buendia from Norwich as or well. Buendia, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd rather have Ben Rama because he scored 18 goals last season and got something like a, a similar, not quite as uh, as much, but I think it's about 11 or 12 assists on top as well from yeah. an attacking midfield position. And uh, yeah, yeah. I really, really like him. I've seen him. I've watched uh, what um, I watched him play Brentford a few times. Uh, on Sky, uh, he's always been really impressive. I really like the way he moves. He's, he's a really good player. Um, he's a, he's 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 quite he's got 
strong character as well, hasn't he? he like, he, yeah, he, yeah. You can see him on the pitch and he, you, you can see him telling people what to do and kind of taking charge of situations. Um, that's, his, his, I mean, his, body, his, his body shape and the way he runs reminds me of, um, uh, excuse me, <coughs> Wilshire, Jack Wilshire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but do you, know, do you know what? I, I I put this on Twitter as a half half joke. But when he's because he's available now on a free, I would have him on a pay as you play deal, definitely yeah. Jack Wilshire. So we're not losing out financially if he gets injured no. again. But Jim, because he said he's been properly fit and raring to go for eight the last eight months. Can you imagine having a, a you know he's only twenty eight, a really yeah. fit. In full flight, Jack Wilshire, he would be absolutely perfect for us. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But, but, but it, as long as we do it, you know, as long as we do it, you know, seriously, on but, a page you play. The question is, is why, why is he not getting in the West Ham team? Then? You know, I mean, I love, you know, for sentiments, I, do, I don't know if, if your point is, I don't know if your point is, you know, um, sort of uh, based entirely on sentiment, but. No, no, he's, he's exactly the type of player we need. I know what you're saying, and, and, and maybe maybe if it was the Jack Wilshire, Wilshire that um, before his injury problems really became a massive issue, then I, I, I would be inclined to agree with you, but you don't know what you're getting. And like I say, well, if he's getting in the West Ham team, then... Well, you'd get him, give him a, a, t- a two-week trial first, wouldn't you? you I, mean, I wouldn't say you just go out and sign him immediately, but get him in on a trial for two, or even a month. Let him train, get his fitness back up again and everything. Let let Arthur have a look at him. You know, um, but we've got, we've got lots of players anyway. What I was going to say is, anyway, is, um, A, I think we probably might, might go after... You know Ben Rama, like I mentioned. Yeah. But also, we have got a lot of players internally. I've just seen a few comments actually as well yeah. that, that you know we've got Saka as well who would be yeah. great for that role. What do you um, think? Yeah, could play you, deeper. Pepe. Who? So okay, I, I suppose the question I want to ask you is because there are a few players that could certainly play play that role. So. If if I mean let's say look right going forward for for the next six months, who are you trust? Who are you interest? And, and assuming that Arteta wants to switch to say I don't know four two three one, which I think is that's beginning to look like what he wants to do, then um, who do you entrust most out of those players in that position? Well, I would I would, I would rather look at the formation more of a a 4-3-3 but I would have in the the midfield three my ideal scenario would be on the left Xhaka obviously with his left foot on the right of the three I'd have Partey Mm -hmm. and then but not really wide you know I'm talking about fairly central anyway but on the right and then in the mid, in the middle, a bit further forward, I'd have Spios. Yeah, and that because that way, having the on the uh, having Xhaka on the left and Partey on the right, they could actually cover those sort of uh, fallback areas as well. Drop drop a bit deeper when the fallbacks bomb up. Yeah, and then on the uh, as the front three, I would have Saka on the left, 
Um, but also I couldn't, you know, we've got Martinelli coming back, which I cannot wait. Um, Al, Aubameyang down the middle and then Pepe on the right. Yeah. And I'd, you know, I'd have Willian as a, as a sub, uh, because he Fair can enough. play left, left or right as well. Um, I think I, he... I love that. I would love to love us to play that for formation with that, with those, uh, players. It, it would just be mouthwatering as far as I'm concerned. I think that I, I, I think that that, that is probably going to be Arteta's end goal. I think also, but with the personnel that we've got, I don't think that we have the play, the right mobility um, in our, our our players at the moment to actually pull that off with any real success. Um, I think that maybe a transfer window or two later we might. Um, but what's, I, wrong with, what's wrong with that form of the players that I mentioned then? Why, why I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just thinking, right? I, I, I look at Liverpool, right, who do play a really, really successful 4-3-3. And they, their players, um, they run all day. They're, they, I mean, it's not just about um, being quick uh, with your feet and, and quick at running, but, it, you know, it's about being quick up there as well. And I, I think that there are certain players, well, actually, Granite Xhaka was the one that I was thinking of the most, um, who maybe hasn't, just hasn't quite got that that dynamism to to pull off that high-energy, high-pressing, high sort of um, attacking 4-3-3. I don't... I don't think that he's he's the one. Uh, don't get me wrong; he has his he really has his uses in this team, and you know he uh, for, for for the moment he's he's doing all right, and actually you know has really really improved under Arteta. But going forward, I don't uh, as far as taking the team forward is. I mean, I don't think that he's. Um, the right piece to be in the midfield. No, no, not long term at all. I totally no. agree. But I, I mean, Liverpool, Liverpool's midfield are very static, and that they don't do a lot of bombing up and down the pitch. You know, they, all, they are, their midfield is virtually, virtually sort of part time. You know, <laughs> because they're hardly used. If you think about it, their their fullbacks are. Completely, their their attacking force to link yeah. the defence and their the, the strikers at the front three, and um, for beat um, Firmino, sorry, dropping a bit deeper to pick up the ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, the their midfield don't do. Uh, they're just literally mopping up, really. If you think about it, with Henderson and Fabinho, for example. But they've so, got. They, but they're completely in control of that area. You know, yeah, but the, 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 I mean, I I think that Xhaka and, and Partey, especially with Xhaka, would be the one that always stays deep. Partey yeah, can he, go he on his lung busting runs and carry the ball, and so will you know, and and Sabios as well. But could be a lot more mobile, knowing that behind him, he's actually got you know Xhaka and uh, and Partey patrolling that area, and I think it would it would give Sabios a new lease of life. Um, but I, I don't think Jacka Jacka's lack of mobility in that sort of setup would be a problem, personally. 
And I think it'd be, because Tierney, it would give Tierney a new lease of life as well because he could actually play the proper left-back role yeah. and bomb yeah. up and down the wing. And mm-hmm. then Jacker could just drop into that space just to cover that area whilst he's uh, he's doing all his crossing into the box, the same as uh, Robertson does for Liverpool. In an ideal world, yes. In an ideal world, for sure. But when it comes to, you know, what happens when you're caught... And this is what I... this is I guess this is what I'm trying to say, is when you're... When you're when you are caught out, okay, and you've got the likes of Shaka trying to recover from that, he's terrible at turning and, and getting back. And like that's mm. not his game, you know. Um, and uh, so, I, you know, I'm just going to compare him to someone like, yeah, Fabinho or Vinaldum, for instance. You know, they're so good at like snapping into action and, and getting back and. I'm making those runs to, you know, to, to get back to defend. And this is, so this, look, I am not anti-Granite Xhaka. I think the guy's had enough shit in his life mm. uh, uh, without me pile or anyone else actually piling on him. Um, I, but I, I think, I, personally, I think that Arteta wants to go 4-2-3-1 to begin with anyway. And I think that if that's the case, then some something's got to kind of give way in the in the kind of midfield in the midfield engine room. And I think it will be it will be Xhaka. I think it, it will probably be Partey and Ceballos in the in in the midfield role. And then you've got um, well, I'd, I would like Saka on the left wing. I'd like um, Pepe on the right. I'd like uh, perhaps Willian, or I'd like to see what Willian can do. Uh, in the number ten spot, and then uh, and chuck over a centre forward. I, ideally, in my mind, the way things will go, we would have um, Emil Smith Rowe playing where I said Sabios would play, and yeah. Sabios drop back into the Jacker role. That's what my ideal thing is. Yeah, sure. and uh, I, I've got so much faith and confidence that if we as fans could just stop, not get on Emil Smith-Rowe's back, give him that run in the team. And if he makes a mistake, he makes a mistake. But if we don't berate him and say, holy shit, get him out of the team and replace him with so-and-so, it is, we, he needs to be persevered with, let him play his natural game. I yeah. think he could be the, the one we're looking for to play that attacking one out of the three. Uh, the longer term, and I'm not saying immediately now, and you know, but longer term, I really want us to sort of uh, see that, and and then Sabios and Partey at the back. But the problem is with Sabios, is yeah. he's not ours, which is really frustrating. Yeah. I, I really, really, really wish we had a, a a guaranteed figure that we were buying for next summer, um, because I, I I'd really. I love the guy. I think he's a brilliant player and I really want us to keep him. And the fact that we haven't got an an obligation to buy, even an option, but an obligation would be great because after, after this season, I tell you what, we we probably won't be able to afford him because he's going to, I know that he's improved the massively, um, immeasurably under Arteta already. And after another season under his belt, we're putting a lot of value on that player for for Real Madrid, you know, and I don't I don't know whether we'd be able to afford him next summer. Well, unless really... we qualify for the Champions League, maybe. <laughs> well, we will, yeah, we will. But you know, 
Oh, I don't know. It's it's frustrating anyway. But um, <laughs> I'm just going to say a quick hello to some of the people watching. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's Morphic, um, your friend six six six. Yes, hi Morphic. How you doing, my friend? You all right? Hello to Russ as well. Evening chaps. Hope you both well. Very well, thank you, Russ. Hope hello, you are Russ. too. Um, and Tony has put another question, uh, not question, comment saying. That is why Sabayos usually plays eight to ten yards behind Jacko. Yeah, that, exactly. We at the moment our midfield hasn't been strong enough, is it? Which is why so exciting that Partey's come in. Um, two loan spells without an option or an obligation to buy sucks. It really does. Yeah, um, yeah I'm disappointed. When we re-signed him, I, I said that straight away. I was uh, really disappointed. But yeah, I, you know what? I, I've said this before on Twitter an awful lot and um, about we need to take a leaf out of some of these clubs books like um, Borussia Dortmund their front three is is I think it's got an average age of about 19 at the moment uh, or 20 20 and with, look at them as well I mean Jesus what Harland who is it Harland Sancho and Rayner oh 17, yeah, Rayner. And uh, he is playing in it. In, let's, let's face it, it's a top quality league for a club that's got aspirations to win the league. And they're trusting their, their young players. And look what happens. You know, they, they nearly or could have sold Sancho. They, they bought him for 10 million or 10 million euros and nearly sold him for 120. And they probably they will do a minimum. Yeah, 10 times the amount, or more than 10 times the amount. That Can you own. imagine how much they'd get for Haaland, you know, as well? You know, and... I've got a funny feeling that there is some, there is some, I think but, there is There's a buyout. There's a uh, buyout yeah. clause that comes into fruition yeah. uh, next summer. It's um, not, it's not, it's not the, the largest, is it? No, I think it's I think it's about sixty sixty something million, maybe. I'm not sure, but it's between maybe seventy maximum. But yeah. it's, it's it's a decent uh, decent amount. But I mean, God, you imagine if we could get him, you know, to be a long term <laughs> replacement for you know for a Bamiyang. That'd be right, great. that would be amazing. Um, I've, I I feel that there are going to be quite a few people knocking on the door, and and perhaps the Arsenal knock <laughs> might not necessarily. We've got a, we got a different knock. <laughs> but um, what I was going to say, yeah, and, and then look, you look at Havertz, who has um, obviously just gone to Chelsea. And he yeah. played, I said before, he made his, he's 21 now. He yeah. made his debut when he was in 2016. And look at him now, you know, and they've, how much did they pay for him? What, 90 million, something like that? I think it was seven um, for Havertz, wasn't it? I think it's 90 all in all with all the add-ons and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's going to be a top, top player. But we need to have that kind of um, foresight. And uh, uh, when you get a special talent like Saka, which we are doing, we're playing him. And I see Emile Smith-Rowe in the same way that it, we all see Saka. And I think he's yeah. he's got the same amount of talent in a different position. But I I really, really want us to... To have that courage, and uh, the you know, especially as um, a set of fans as well, to to actually back it, back him when he's in the team, and don't get on his back immediately if he if he does make a mistake or the odd pass goes astray or he misses the odd opportunity or whatever. 
let him let him blossom. And I, I think he could be as good as any of those players. And because they those other players I just mentioned, you know, like the Kai Havertz and uh, all the other young players in in coming up in Germany and France and so on. Because they are not right under our noses and they haven't come through our academy and they are available for so many millions of pounds, that's much more exciting for, for fans. I think, oh, no, 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 don't want to bother with this with Smith Rowe. We want to get a Kai Havertz. Look at him. He's amazing. But if we were Dortmund fans and we saw Emil Smith Rowe playing for Arsenal and we think, oh, look yeah. at him. You know, it, do you know what I mean? We yeah, I do. Give, sometimes, the, sometimes what we need is right in front of our eyes and under our nose, and uh, we don't know it. So, I, I think really... also to do with like um, it's to do with player confidence as well, isn't it? So, mm. uh, um, I think that sometimes a player, especially young players, just need they just need the manager to be able to to, to just say to them, you know, I trust you, yeah. um, and you know, like you say about. Uh, making sure that we don't get on, or we the, the fans, should I say, yeah, yeah, exactly. get on, on the back of Emil. I mean, he's young, he's gonna make mistakes, isn't he? Um, well, he's, but he's, the he's 20 know, now, he's 20, you know, you know, yeah. you know, he's 20, he's not like wet beyond years anymore. I don't know, he, yeah. the problem is, he, he had a year of uh, virtually, he, he lost a year of his development because of uh, serious injury, and um. So that's putting be putting back a bit, but yeah, you know, if I was Arteta now, I'd say to him, "Look, I'm going to put all my my trust in you. I just want you to go out and enjoy yourself and just express yourself. Do what feel comes natural. You've got the next ten, fifteen games, yeah. and, and and you show everyone what you can. And I would actually say, I would actually say it in one of the press conferences. Look. look we're, I'm going to give him the next uh, however many games, 10, 15 games. And I'll talk to the fans via the press conference and say, look, that I've got so much. Do you know how we all uh, hang on Arteta's every word, don't we? You know, <laughs> we all love the guy. Uh, if he well, actually sat down and said, you know, I'm going to give him Will Smith Rowe the next 10, 15 games. And I really want you lot as fans to back him because I see so much talent in this kid. You know, back him because you will see eventually – uh, what I see in training every day, and you, you, I would do something like that because that way it will give the kid a, a much more of a chance and an opportunity. And if you come out and say something like that to the fans, that's quite powerful, really. And say, look, he's going to make the mistake, but yeah. he's going to be one of our best players in 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 the future. So I would, uh, I would love to see that so much. But it doesn't happen, and fans don't like it. They won't like it, will they? They want to go out and spend, a, no, right. you know, the fifty million quid on our, uh, unfortunately, and that's the problem. You know, sometimes I'm not saying all our young youngsters coming through the academy are going to make it because they're not. But I, I think he's a bit extra special in, in the same way as Saka is, personally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when you get well, one the, like the, that, the limited kind of uh, the, the the limited. Views I've seen of him playing, and usually it's been against lesser opposition in either in the Europa League or in the uh, Carling Cup, or, or maybe like an early FA Cup game. When I've seen him, you know he he has been very noticeable, very electric, and you can see that it's there. You can see that he's got it. And actually, um, the appearances uh, I watched a couple of times when he was playing for Huddersfield as well. You know, uh, mm. on that last season. 
and that was uh again he has that kind of electricity and that dynamism that just puts a bit of life into what the team's doing you know it's, yeah yeah definitely tonight I honestly think he could blossom into a player similar to to Kevin De Bruyne personally. I really do. I do. I'm not saying he's going to be quite hit those heights. Maybe I hope he does, but I'm not saying he's going to be quite as good as Kevin De Bruyne. But he he's a very similar style player, uh, and he's got the similar very similar attributes. And I had a conversation just. Re- I haven't had chance to sort of go into too much depth with them. But I don't know if you've seen on Twitter. I had a. I asked a group of. Um, Huddersfield fans, what they thought about him, and they every single one of them come back and said, "Yeah, absolutely love the kid. Wish we could keep him. Wish we could have yeah. had him for this season as well. He's brilliant. He's uh, I'd have him back in a heartbeat." Yeah. And and just because it's um, Huddersfield, I, he actually went into Huddersfield in, in playing in the Championship. is is a really tough. You all know it's the toughest league in the world to get out of. And um, the fact that he, he went in there in a desperate fight against uh, relegation yeah. when he, and he come out of it smelling like roses, you know, he, and it's a tough physical league. And um, it says a lot to me. And he, he kept them up virtually on, you know, single-handedly scoring that goal the last day. And he, he got Leeds promoted, you know, with what he did, didn't he, as well. So um, he made a significant uh, impression on that club. Yeah, and. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he deserves his chance. I really, really hope we don't just go down. Oh, it's, it's an easy thing to do, isn't it? Uh, just to, oh, just to send him out on loan, you know, uh, give him another loan. And I don't want him to feel like he's not part of the squad. I don't want him to think, oh, I'm just going to get put out on loan again. I think I might have to start considering his future and, and thinking about moving elsewhere, you know, because I would, I would rather send. Reese Nelson and, and Willick on the loan, see see how they get on, than him because I I would rather us keep him. I do honestly see him as a, an option, um, without having to go to the market to to buy a a Ben Rama or an Hour or, or whatever. Um, um, yeah, I mean that's going to impede his progress, I guess. Uh, if yeah, I mean, it, like I like I mentioned earlier, I think that. You know, I, I think that if they if they if they are going to go with a, a like a four two three one, um, for the time being anyway, then mm. they'll probably I think I'll probably try and see how how it gets on with William, and if it doesn't get on with William, then we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, no doubt. I've got no yeah. doubt. Yeah, but I mean, Tony said. Um, I'm not sure ESR can stay for 15 straight matches. Uh, it, it, I, this is the sort of thing I'm, I mean, and I'm not. This is nothing against you, Tony, and I fully appreciate what you're saying. But that, what is that actually based on? Because he, because of his injuries in the past, it doesn't mean that it's going to be the same going forward. You know, it's he's a young lad. He's got much more ability of overcoming injuries at his age than. I have if I injure my back getting out the, the sofa, if you know what I mean, oh. because I'm older. I'm you older. Know? <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I could get quite easily get a strain, you know, just getting off the sofa and going to bed, you know, than um, uh, most people. But it's not based on anything. And people, you know, who completely write off any of our academy players, like Nketiah is a prime example. 
I've lost count of the amount of people that said, no, Nketiah ain't going to cut it at Arsenal. Ain't going to cut it. Not good enough. And it, maybe it won't be, but it's not based on anything. It's, it's because, I don't know. You know, Liverpool sold Rianne Brewster for £23 million to Sheffield United. And how many how many Premier League appearances has that kid made? I don't think he's actually made one. Not a single one. Exactly. One. Exactly. And Ket- whereby Nketiah is... Is scoring fairly, pretty regularly now in our first team in all competitions. He's, he's joined. I think he's he's joined the the ranks of the top scoring under twenty ones along with Shearer and. He's got. I think he only needs one goal, doesn't he, to beat Shearer's record? I think really? I'm right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he scored eleven in ten. Yeah. Uh, for the under twenty ones, which is amazing. I, I love, as you well know, I love. Oh, I love Eddie. I, I think he's brilliant. Yeah. And uh, but it, when you get comments like that from your own fans who just write write them off, uh, not based on fact, uh, that really does frustrate me because I think that if Eddie Nketiah again was um, playing for Borussia Dortmund and we were linked with him in the summer transfer window. Everyone would be going mental. No, no um, everyone would say, and, "Oh, we got to get him. We got to get him." And if we don't, they'd be like that. Pay the dollar. Yeah. Pay the dollar. Whatever exactly. Oh no, we've yeah. got we've got to get him. He's a fantastic player, and you know, yeah. uh, throw the money at it. And and if we didn't get him, it'll be the, the end of the world. You know, <laughs> but that, you know, I, I virtually guarantee that. You know that, yeah. and the same goes for Smith Rowe. If he was had a different foreign name and he played for. Uh, one of the Bundesliga teams, or um, if, if he was in Liga, we would be going mad about him and all. Um, so yeah, I just uh, wanted to give the, give them a chance, and I think it's important. Um, um, I was just gonna, I was just gonna bring something up actually that was in the in the uh, in the comments box. Um, what do we make of the um, the Kieran Tierney situation? Uh, yeah. Being- well- in quarantine for two weeks. I mean, there's a, there's an official statement on the club website now. The official statement, and it's um, he is definitely negative. Right. He came he came into contact with a player. Mm. Uh, I'm just going to go on to it now. I hopefully, still got it open on my phone. Yeah. Um. Uh, I have got it open on my phone, but it's the wrong page. Here we are. Club statement. Uh, the Scottish FA today announced that Southampton player Stuart Armstrong has returned a positive test for COVID-19 whilst away on international duty. Within the announcement, the SFA confirmed that all other members of the squad have returned negative results. However, the Lothian Health Protection Team in Scotland have identified two players and two members of the backroom staff as close contacts. As a consequence, our defender Kieran Tierney and Celtic player Ryan Christie, along with one physio and one masseur, have been advised they will require to self-isolate 14 days as of yesterday. Our medical team have confirmed that Kieran was socially distant at all times from the player who tested positive and has broken no rules regarding COVID-19 protocols. We are currently seeking further advice and clarification of the details. Kieran has also been in touch and said, I am so disappointed and frustrated to be in this situation. I have adhered to all regulations and made sure I was socially distancing from my teammates in the hotel. I've also tested negative. 
I know Arsenal and the SFA are now in discussions with the Scottish authorities to gain a further understanding. So it's not the end of the road just yet. He might potentially, if, if, if the club can negotiate, then hopefully he won't have to do all that self-isolation for 14 days. Fingers crossed. He's a, he's a good boy, isn't he? He's such a good boy. I mean, he, like you say, he's done everything that's been asked of him. He's very much a play-by-the-rules kind of fella. You oh, know, he touched um, his shirt in, for Christ's sake. Oh, God. Have you noticed that Bellerin has now started to copy mm, it? <laughs> I love it. I wish all of them would do it. It'd be, I, I, it. I absolutely love it. I do. I really do. Yeah, and I think my, my dad, my dad, you know, um, he, 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 he would be, uh, well, I, I will tell him, actually. He'll be very, very proud uh, that these players are, are doing this. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, so what if, I mean, if, if he can't play, um, because I think, you know, he is very going to be very, very instrumental in the Man City match. Um, uh, yeah. we, we're going to need him. I just can't see ourselves sticking no. all, our, all our eggs in the Kolasinic uh, basket. Kolasinic basket. Is, whenever any players go away on international duty, um, they are given this special dispensation whereby they don't have to self-isolate on returning to the country and so on um, because of the elite sports yeah. program, whatever it's called, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I, if Kieran Tierney is continuously testing negative for COVID-19 and on his return to Arsenal, he's, again, negative, then there's no way that Arsenal as a club would be... Um, would not play their one of their biggest assets in a very, very important game for no reason. I, I just don't think that that would happen. And because yeah. he's uh, away on international duty, it doesn't make any difference because if he's been in contact with a player who has tested positive, but he is continuously testing negative throughout this period, then yeah. there's no worries about that at all as far as I'm concerned. And I'm sure that the club's representatives and maybe the legal team or whatever will be able to sort that out because he's a very, very important player, especially for that Man City game. And it could be uh, the difference of us winning or not. And um, Tony said, can Gabriel play left-back? No, he, he wouldn't be able to do the role that, that Arteta requires of a full-back. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's such a different role, isn't it? And the way that they he gets them to play it and dropping into midfield on occasions, but mostly the attacking part of it and putting the crosses into the box. I can't see Gabriel bombing up and down the wing and putting crosses in with his left foot. I'm sure he could if he's just literally stopping in defence, uh, you know, as a left back and staying there. Then fine, but that's not the role that Arteta wants of his um, fullback, is it? Under no. any circumstances, no. I mean, it would it would be. Um... It would be amazing for 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 Gabriel to have that string in his bow, but I'm um, just uh, I I don't think that that he's that kind of player, is he? No, um, no, no. Uh, here's, here's a thing. Here's a thing. So obviously, Colin Chain Chambers is getting closer and closer to fitness. Um, uh, going moving forward, because obviously we've got lots of lots of issues with like what the hell do we do with all these central defenders? <laughs> Going forward, like, 
because he did he did start as a right back before he moved to central central defence. So, it, do you think he would be one of those players who might be able to be deployed on the left? Um. See, the, the, the thing is with Arteta, he's very particular about uh, having players, a left-footed players on the left side of the defence, a right-footed players on the right side of the defence, doesn't he? Yeah. Apart, apart from, no, with the one exception of Mainsley, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But that is that is not a full-back role. That is a sort of a wing-back role, isn't it? Sure, Which is yeah. fair. So it does depend. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's it's an interesting one. I actually liked uh, Callum Chambers when he sort of filled in at right back. He's I, thought he did, good, I, I thought he did a good job. Yeah, he's putting some good shifts. Um, uh, Tony and I have had these, this, uh, had had a few discussions about Callum Chambers, uh, and I've had to change my opinion on him actually because I sort of said to him, "I don't know what it is about Chambers. I don't really like him. Um, uh, he just has the kind of face that really annoys me." Was my reasoning behind it. Uh, which I know is not exactly the most. <laughs> he must most like recent. his hair and beard, though, at the moment. Well, wow. wow. you see, now, no, well, Tony Tony sent me a picture um, uh, of of Callum uh, w- with his brand new sort of Tyrion Lannister look, and I was like, well, I'm <laughs> sorry, all is, all is forgiven. <laughs> yeah, I think he looks like a Viking type of thing. He looks wicked. <laughs> But yeah, Tyrion Lannister. He's got a bit a few inches on Tyrion, I think, isn't he? But yeah, yeah. Um, right, we better start wrapping this up because um, sure. I know. Is there anything, any other business that we should need to well, discuss? Well, I, I was, was going to. I think maybe what we'll do, we'll have a bit of a chat, won't we? Um, off air about our availability because uh, a, yeah. a, a few people have been asking yeah. me about um, when are you going to sort of focus on the uh, mental health special podcast? So exactly now. They, the thing is, next Wednesday, um, we should, we'll, do, we'll carry on this chat afterwards, but next Wednesday, um, I'm hoping to do a, a show, but it'll be later than normal because I've got the audience with Arsene Wenger on Wednesday, on that Wednesday, uh-huh. um, next week. And I think I'm pretty sure it's seven till eight. Um, so I was hoping to do a show after that to just we have basically have a discussion about what, what Arsene uh, said. And uh, I think next Wednesday, it's the 14th. On the 12th, I've got, I've got another audience with Arsene Wenger as well. So we'll have a couple of couple of those to talk about on the, yeah. on the show on the Wednesday. So we'll have to see whether we can get together within the, between now and next Wednesday, if we can get any time together to do the extra show about the mental health, um, uh, you know, experiences we have. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll think, get together now. We'll, we'll keep your eyes on the Twitter, yeah. everyone, and we'll put that out as soon as possible um, when we can get together, me and Chappers. To discuss it now if anyone also uh would like to join us on that show if you've got any yeah. kind of experience or you anything you want to share um with regards to the mental health situation then drop us either of us a dm and uh we can take it from there yeah. and get you on no problem at all um but yeah um that's 
we've got to get off in a second to, to go and have a Thomas Partey, haven't we? Um, <laughs> Always. Yeah, it's not a euphemism either. But um, so yeah, if there's, if there's nothing, if there's if there's nothing uh, else that you want to sort of uh, have a quick mention, no, I think that kind of wraps it up for me, my friend. It's been a really lovely podcast tonight. Um, bit of bit of Bernard Butler going on, and uh, uh, I, I know. Good, old, good old chat about the whole situation, all the things that have happened in what, what has been quite a dramatic week at Arsenal. Um, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's been really fun tonight, and thanks everybody for all your comments and joining in. It's it's always always appreciated, isn't it? Exactly, absolutely. And what I'm going to try and see whether I can sneakily record the Arsene audience with Arsene Wenger as um uh, watching it virtually uh, next week, and um, if I can, I might try and sneakily put them out as uh, as podcasts as well, so we can all have a listen to see what the, the great man's got to say. Because I, ca- I can't wait for those. Actually, I'm really looking forward to them. I really am. Yeah. So, and Very good, I have to say. So thanks, thank you, everyone, for watching, for listening. Yeah. Please you. drop us a like. Um, whether you're listening back to this later on, give us a like. Give us a subscribe if you haven't done so already. And if you're listening on the audio version of the podcast, please give us a rating because uh, we really, really want to get big, bigger audience figures um, so we can share this beautiful show with more gooners across the world. Take over the world, Andrew. Well, it it goes without saying. You know, I want to to get to a stage where I can – Advertise Manscaped, you know. I, I <laughs> want to talk about the Lawnmower 3000 or something like that, or BF52, or you know, anything. You know, I'd love to do that. Um, yeah, got to cover some expenses for Christ's sake. <laughs> so, you know, anyway, thanks a lot, chappers. And yeah, uh, my pleasure, always. Oh, no, that's somebody else's line, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, thank, it's thank been you, it's a pleasure, my friend. Yeah. Thank you to Bernard for being such a great guest earlier as well. Thank you to everyone, Tony, uh, Morphic, Russ. Um, where are we? I'm trying to scroll through and it's really difficult. Tony, Morphic, Russ. Overall, yeah. um, Rich. Uh, Rich, yeah, Hello. of course. Everyone. Um, hum- Hambo Gumble. Um, a stupid bloke called Stuart Chapman. Who the hell's he? He can piss off. He can piss off out there. He, he, he needs to get off that feed. I tell you. Steep. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, anyone, everyone. If I missed anyone, do apologise. But thanks everyone for watching. Please tune in next week and uh, keep an eye on the Twitter for the special show that we'll have between now and then as well. Until then, it's a goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Thanks again for listening. 
and thanks for all your birthday wishes on Twitter. Uh, really means a lot to me. As a little extra birthday gift, I'm leaving you with the song that I was talking about on the show, Wasted by Hybrid Minds. I really hope you like it. See you next week. I'm going through some change.